Hey, before we get today's episode going, I want to do a quick plug for a friend of mine. Do you enjoy history but want to hear the parts of it they don't teach in history class? Then you should listen to the brand new podcast, Grizzly History. Produced by Michael Ruiz, host Graham Parker leads you through some of history's most harrowing tales, painting a true-to-life image of these events through supporting evidence, archival documents, eyewitness accounts, and truly bone-chilling narrative. The first episode alone had me hooked, detailing the devastating sinking of the USS Indianapolis in only the first part of a two-part story that will have you invested and immersed with Graham's narration. Don't believe me? Well, listen to this excerpt from the first episode. Just as you turn to climb the last set of stairs leading topside, an explosion rips through the ship, spilling you to the floor. Stunned, your arms flail out trying to grab hold of something so you can pull yourself up when it happens again. The ship shakes violently and roars, resounding with intensity through the hallways the sound of smaller but still very large explosions. In the days of your ringing ears and starstruck vision, nothing makes sense. Until suddenly, with sober and horrifying clarity, it does. You were attacked. You're being attacked right now. You have to get to your battle station. You have to get topside. You leap up the stairwell and thrust yourself on deck when you're stopped dead in your tracks by the terrible magnitude of the damage. There's fire everywhere you look. You can find Grizzly History on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or you can learn more about the podcast on their website, grizzlyhistory.com. That's G-R-I-S-L-Y history.com. Welcome to the Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wagging the world over the platform they deserve. I'm your host, Nathan Raglan, and by golly, do I have a fun episode for you. Today we have Wiley Coyote, a rising voice actor with some outstanding roles under his belt, with Puppet the Nightmare Elf, Mayhem, and the anime adaptation of Spongebob. This chat was just all sorts of silly and fun, and I hope you enjoy as much as I did. Make sure you support Wiley with the links below if you aren't already. If you enjoy the podcast, subscribe and check out the back catalog of outstanding artists and their stories, whether it's YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, however you prefer to listen to podcasts. You can support the podcast by checking out the merch shop and repping the podcast with some stylish streetwear. If you want a place to also chat about this podcast... Join the Apocalypse Podcast Network Discord server, where you can chat about this podcast and other ones in the network. Link to that and more will be in the description below. In fact, speaking of the Apocalypse Podcast Network, let's hear about another amazing podcast in the Apocalypse Podcast Network. Greetings from Chromatica, home of Lady Gaga, liberator of kindness punks, mother of little monsters, tricon of the ages. We are her best fans with a mission to create a podcast celebrating our hero. Broadcasting straight from Chromatica, this podcast is about Lady Gaga 
for Lady Gaga. But anyone can listen. It doesn't matter if you love him or capital H-I-M. Prove your stupid love. Ace the art pop quiz. Put your paws up. And download the Chromaticast wherever you get your podcasts. Join us every other Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific for our live tapings at twitch.tv slash apocalypse podcast network. And now, without further ado, please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. What you got in the pipeline, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I've got a good couple guests, at least a couple of them. What was it? One of them was a character designer for Arlo, if you remember that movie. Oh, I love that movie. Yes. Oh, I'm going to have to check that one out. That one, that one was so good. Out, that one should be coming out like at the end of August. I got him. Um, <laughs> this is the one I'm actually really intrigued about. So I'm sure you've probably noticed all around the internet right now. There's a particular meme that's like hitting really, really hard in the art community. Um, I'll give you, let you have a oh, guess. Yeah. I think you might know. <laughs> Can we pretend that airplanes yes. in the night sky are like shooting stars? So I got Haley Williams. No, I'm joking. But um, <laughs> I got the person that did the original meme coming on the podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's next week's that episode. That is the best thing. Oh, my God. That is <laughs> the best thing ever, dude. It's one of those because like you, know, you capitalize. It's one of those like because you know we've seen like people are posting like the original one. They posted like the username. I'm like, well, what does that person even think about all this stuff like going on? That's awesome, man. Because I was actually having a conversation with one of my friends, Foxifier. <laughs> Shout out, by the way. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you're going into this right now or what, but Fox, if you're watching, hi. Um, he was actually wondering like, this person has to know about this, right? <laughs> like this person, there's no way. They don't know about this, and they do. So, they, like, he went like scavenging like deviant art for the original post, and yeah. like know your meme and pulling up all the resources. Like, uh, it, was, I, it was it was an adventure. I actually did find something interesting. Someone posted a screen cap of like some tweets that that person did like last year when there were this was like a, there was like a mini research of like redrawing the original or something like that. The one okay. thing, the one thing that they acknowledge, I don't know what they're thinking about the current one. That's what I want to ask them about. But mm -hmm. like with the original post or whatnot, they don't even like the ship that they made. You know, the Mortatoire or whatnot. They, they, really? they said that they were nine years old when they drew that and they drew that to try to impress people. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess there's some kind of lesson in that. Yeah. Can you edit the mess that I have on my room also? No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I could just put a, a PNG of your photo over the entire thing. <laughs> Try to find some way to like animate uh, the mouth movement, but that'd probably be way more effort than there needs to be. <laughs> yeah, no, we won't worry about that. They'll just know I'm a mess. It's been just crazy this I'm, week. I'm sure people would understand life. <laughs> that too. There that you. too. I'll say it's funny. I did that little motion. Look what I got behind me right here. Just <laughs> imagination. I specifically put that one there because what I'm starting to do, if people notice, at this point. Is I'm starting. I have a whole bunch of like U2s and figurines stuff like that. So I want to like get a different one, somewhat based on the guest. And I mean, how okay. could I not for you? I mean, <gasps> just for me. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I like that. A little, little, it's a little Easter egg people can yeah. pay attention to as they watch. They can they can see that for future episodes now because like I said, this time yo, who knows? Um, <laughs> Spoilers. 
Spoilers, oh no. Oh, I'm going to ask this. I feel stupid for asking this, but I don't make sure I don't butcher it up. It is like Wiley, uh, Wiley Coyote, right? Like That's how you pronounce it? Okay. That is correct. Just wanted to be 100% sure because you know, someone could post it like that, but then it's supposed to be pronounced like it's actually Wiley Co- Coyote or something like that. <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's be real pretentious about it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll add like accent marks and like weird like Swedish letters in my <laughs> Obviously not at all Swedish name. <laughs> it's like there, there, there's a receipt for Walgreens somewhere in that, you know. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Please. There you go. All right, Wiley. Before we get started, I must ask the icebreaker question I ask for every single podcast: What is your most unpopular art opinion? Hmm. I don't know if I want to go with my most unpopular. Ooh. I'll give. <laughs> You can't just tease it. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. 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 You want to redo that or do you want to just... No, just... We're rolling with it. We're rolling with it. All right. Fine. Fine. Most unpopular art opinion. Well, personally... Okay. I think that there is... Hmm... How do, how do I want to word this? I think directors, casting directors, uh, people in charge of making casting decisions have the should have the full creative control of choosing whoever uh, they want to play whichever characters they choose. Because I don't think a one-size-fits-all approach is necessarily always the best okay it can work sometimes um but it it all really depends on context there's all sorts of different types of stories there's all sorts of different types of characters all those different types of characters are going to serve different functions for that story so if you want a like if a director wants like let's say lgbtq person to play this lgbtq character Totally fine. Yeah. No beef with that whatsoever. Absolutely. 100%. Okay. However, by the same token, if someone does not care, like if that if their sexuality just doesn't come into the story, if it doesn't play any particular important role in the story, you know, it. they should be allowed to choose whoever they want for that character. Okay. You know, if it's just not something that's they're thinking about, I think it should be fair game. And I, I feel like the conversation is super one-sided. No, I, and I get where people are coming from in a sense, but at the same time, just thinking about it from a practical standpoint, if I was a director, if I wanted to choose which characters uh, were played by certain people, I'd want to be able to make that distinction right. as I choose. And so I think... I think that's the best way I can put it. I was going to say, I, I will say, I think I'm part of that side with you because as a person that is a former director for short films and stuff like that, and someone that is currently trying to be like a rising voice actor, I guess would be the best way to word it. Um, it's sure. one of those, like, I, I totally get what you're talking about. It's one of those, like, if there's a certain like distinction that is needed for a certain role based on the circumstances or whatnot, then that's perfectly fine. That's what's needed. But, you mm-hmm. know, just like, you can correct me if I'm interpreting the interpreting this wrong, 
but like kind of one of those like just to shoehorn someone just because they fit that qualification, not because they're a talented actor in the first place, shouldn't be the top consideration. That's also that's not what I was talking about, but also that's also valid, I think. Okay. Okay. But I, but yeah, that's my most unpopular one. So uh all uphill from here. <laughs> I mean, well speaking of I, uphill, I was gonna say speaking of uphill, is that a hill that you are willing to die on? You know what? I think I am. I because honestly I've wanted to make my own cartoon for such a long time. Okay. And, uh, like, that's actually why I got into voice acting was because I wanted to make cartoons and, like, just voice acting would allow me to meet other people who do that. So I'm thinking if I, once I climb the ladder, once I make my own cartoons, I would want to just be able to have free reign, choose whoever I want. Most of my characters aren't even human. Yeah. So you introduce that whole thing into the picture and i just don't know where how how does the what's the argument there you know i just it, it's it's such a weird thing I just leave the directors let them be let them make their choices and let voice actors do their thing man that's all it really is to it there you go i was gonna say on that note when it comes to you know them not being human that's why for future reference i'm gonna cast any dog character i may have by a dog um i'm hoping that works out for future reference but um <laughs> yeah I very heard, good what was the two things don't work with kids don't work with pets i'll see what i can do um <laughs> but with that i can't think of a better way to start the postmodern art podcast welcome everyone let's I am go your host, nathan raglan uh feel free to subscribe or follow whatever streaming platform you prefer I am a part of the Apocalypse Podcast Network. Go to ApocalypsePodcastNetwork.com for more about this podcast and other outstanding ones in the network. And That was my bed. Um, and <laughs> follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PostModArtPod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guest. <clears throat> he is a voice actor and musician with his hands in all sorts of animated projects with credits in Puppet, the uh, Nightmare Elf, Mayhem, the anime, Spongebob adaptation, and more. Welcome to the podcast, Wiley Coyote! What's going on, man? Thank you for having me. Well, thank it's been you a pleasure for, so far. Thank you for taking time out of your day to sit down and chat. I really appreciate it. I've really recognized and loved your work for a while now, as probably experienced from some of the stuff that's on my wall and stuff. <laughs> but we're, well, thank you. But before we really divulge into what you've done, done i want to go back just a little bit i want to know the origin stories of wiley coyote what exactly got you interested in art and animation and voice acting in the first place well uh like i said earlier i've wanted to make my own cartoons for a while and like when i was in around college i was drawing my own stuff i did that for a while but then i made friends with people who are much more talented than me and i'm like you know what (laughs) I'll just leave that to you. I'll <laughs> I'll do I'll do something else. And uh, I got into voice acting about probably halfway through college. It wasn't even like, and it wasn't even an animated project that got me into it. I saw this like casting call someone posted in a uh, Facebook group for people within my degree major at college, right. and. I was just like, oh, let's give this a try. It was like a Minecraft thing, like animated, like one of those really cool, like cinematic Minecraft things. Okay. So I was like, okay, let's just give this a try. I auditioned for like three parts, waited a couple weeks, nothing. Ah. 
didn't get any whatever. Um, but that's all right, because through that audition, I found out about Casting Call Club. Mm. And Casting Call Club is like the like quintessential place you want to go if you want to like get started in voice acting. And I'm not being paid to say that, I swear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, like legit, my first role I auditioned for on that site, uh, it was for a Warrior Cats inspired anime. Sorry, my diffuser fell. Oh, I just became a ghost for a second. <laughs> the audio lovers love you to death. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I auditioned for that. I got cast for that part, and I was I felt amazing when I was like, oh, wow, first audition ever on this site, and I'm yeah. cast for this thing. Oh, my God, I get to be a kitty cat. I get to be an animated kitty cat. It's so cool. That was 2017, by the way, so I was like 22 or 23, but it, still had that same start, energy. Nevertheless. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it was just some, I think it was just like some like middle school or high school kid just like just drawing, just like Warrior Cats, wanted to do a thing like Warrior Cats. Okay. Not even, is for free volunteer. Uh, did that for a little while. Then the creator kind of moved on, grew up, did, did, started doing different things. Happens. Right. But I continued to audition, continued to find different uh, projects to audition for. Uh, plenty of which I could go into detail about. Uh, and it's podcast, you got the time for it. Trust me. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and so I kept auditioning, kept getting roles, and then eventually started thinking, okay, maybe I want to start taking this seriously. So I started taking some of the classes at Casting Call Club, where I was taught by Brendan Hunter and John Wang. Brendan Hunter, you might know from Hunter Hunter, actually, which is very funny. It's very, I, I think he knew what he was stepping himself into. <laughs> he played, uh, what's he was, his name, Hisoka? He was born for the role. <laughs> <laughs> he was born for, yes, Hisoka, I think was his character, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's right. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Brendan. I'll say you know more about anime than I do, so. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that's not saying much, I can guarantee that. <laughs> I, I'm sure uh, Alex and Richard over at the Anime Egotist, I'm sure they'll correct me. Anyways. Um. <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, I started taking classes with them. Uh, that really stepped up my game, like helped me learn how to audition and get better at this craft. By the way, I am using a Blue Yeti microphone. Ooh. I don't use this anymore for uh, voice acting. It's just for like Discord calls. Makes so sense. before anyone calls me out right now <laughs> and cancels me on Twitter... For being unprofessional. I have a professional one in my studio booth, which is my closet. There you go. Hey, you know what? You'd be surprised how many people use their closet as, like, recording space. I have uh, someone else in my podcast network, uh, Christian Carey and Stranger Than Christian. Uh, he's talked about multiple times how he uses his closet as the recording space for all of his, you know, podcasts. So why not? It's great on a budget. And also when you have a house that is the size of one room. Yeah. It's like, what else do you have? That's it. <laughs> but um, after that, I just kept finding uh, like uh, one of the big projects that really kickstarted. Like, I want to say everything mm -hmm. was the Hasbun Hotel Rap Battles project. Ooh. It was a fan made. Yeah, yeah. It was a fan made uh, thing 
shout out to Dweller, who cast me for the role of Angel Dust. I originally auditioned for the role of Angel Dust. That was all I was going to do. Oh. And because I saw my buddy, Jerry, shout out, um, auditioned for the role of Alistair. He was cast for that. And I'm just like, eh, I'll give this a shot. I looked at the clip. I had no idea. <laughs> oh, yo, what's up, though? It, well, I was going to say, if, if I had known about that, I should have done a little bit more research. But if I had <laughs> known about that, I would have probably worn this shirt instead. Uh, oh no it's all good though i, I love it you pre you came prepared either I way i came prepared for this occasion <laughs> you did as a matter of fact <laughs> and i had no idea what husband hotel was right. i didn't know anything about the characters but i just saw the like one clip that was uploaded of angel dust doing that what was it uh was it the wasn't something clip? rotten yeah 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 just listen whatever 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 he says uh Sack a poorly packaged horse, you know. Anyways, you can <laughs> I don't want to demonetize. <laughs> oh, okay, you can. <laughs> yeah, oh. go for it. Fuck monetization, then. All right. Hey, I'm not making money off of this shit in the first place, so why the fuck not? <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so I just, I'm like, eh, I could probably do an impression on that. Just quickly did it, recorded it, and was cast for the thing. Yay! Nice. And then waited a week or two, and like nobody else was really auditioning for anything else like because we need, still need a person to do music right. and write the lyrics right and fortunately for them they had me who has also <laughs> released an ep yeah uh and produced electronic music and i'm also a huge fan of epic rap battles of history there you go love that stuff to death and so i'm like okay you know what here's what we're gonna do i'm gonna step up my game I'm going to take charge, take ownership, take leadership, and, like, just try to do a basic ERB-style thing between these two characters. We're not going to go crazy. We're not going to do anything weird. Just pictures is fine, right? We're not going to... Yeah, because like, there's no way an animator is going to do anything like that for free. That's way too expensive. <laughs> right, right, right. It would just be disrespectful to their work, I feel like. Yes, it would. <laughs> <laughs> and so did that. It was cool. Went up. Got like, I don't know, like 300,000 plus views on YouTube now. It's been a while since I've checked. There was a sequel I'm, to that. That's still impressive oh. nevertheless. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and it was through that fan project that I was able to meet our boy, one of your previous guests, George Edwards, hey, actually. Hey, here we go. <laughs> and uh, shout out again. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be shouting out everybody, <laughs> all right? If I mention them in conversation, they are getting a shout out. They, they, they deserve a <laughs> shout out because, I mean, if nothing else, like they they are more or less like the foundation from where you are right now. And, I mean, all these different opportunities that you've been getting or whatnot, like it's absolutely incredible and impressive just right off the bat. Exactly. Thank you. Yes, and they're so important, and I want to make sure they get their – Full credits worth and they should um <laughs> absolutely and so met george through that he was really cool um and eventually i can't remember i was i was just kind of like after through becoming sorry i'm all over the place <laughs> i'm just letting you chart the roadmap i'm just along for the ride <laughs> <laughs> i'm it's gonna go it's gonna go off the rails dude a lot so bear <laughs> with me everyone i swear i make sense sometimes I mean, I think you've made uh, a good amount of sense so far, if it, if it's reassuring. 
Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. That's good to know. Uh, met George through the Hasbun Hotel Rap Battle Project. And from there, like from working on that, I fell in love with Hasbun Hotel. Right. <laughs> so I, was, I, I, I had to learn about the characters. I had to learn about the world, what the story is. But I only had like those three clips that were up before the pilot came out. Right, the, uh, the little like sketch teasers, more or less, that uh, Vivid put up to drum up more hype. Yes, and we were going based solely off of that and like stuff we had found on like TV tropes, the Hasbun Hotel Wiki, which may or may not be accurate. I don't know anymore. Uh, and no, so, now this fandom is, Lord knows. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Hasbun Hotel fandom, though. It's, oh, absolutely! I've met so many wonderful people through it. Uh, I, I mean, I, I would, I would. I would be wrong in saying that my love for it isn't shown by some of the guests that I have brought on this podcast. I mean, <laughs> you can't deny it. there's a lot of talented people on that on that team. There's a lot of incredible people that have worked on that, and like, uh, then even like, just like the project alone is awesome. But like, if you look at these people and what they've done in their own spare time, what they're trying to promote more than anything else, like that's why I want to give them that platform because the stuff they're making is absolutely amazing. It's like a tree of like cool things. It's like Hasbun Hotels up here, but they're also working on this and this and this. You got and then this person's also working on this and this. And it's just it's just a tree of oh creativity, uh, a family tree of creativity. Exactly. It's like freaking you know Animation over here, uh, Django Ball with Mystery Meat over here. You got uh, obviously George with the wonderful puppet, the, the Nightmare Elf, and the stuff that he wants to work on with that one. Uh, Amanda Heard with Sebastian. Like, there's just so many different like aspects and incredible creativity sprouting from this. And of course, it's a rabbit hole it. too. <laughs> it's a it's a tree and a rabbit hole. Yeah, no wow. <laughs> Bugs Bunny is very roomy right now. Um. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, I love it. I love just the creativity that that environment fosters, and the people have been so cool. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely, I love them. And, I mean, it's cool that, you know, based on basically a parody slash, you know, rap battle interpretation mm-hmm. of those, like, even at the very beginning when there was, like, next to nothing about that, sort of, like, again, light that fire under you, like, to get more of these incredible opportunities, including meeting George, like you were talking about. Exactly. Exactly. That was, oh, he changed my life. Straight up, I'll say it. He changed my life. Oh, really? All right. Bringing me on to cartoons. I wanted to make cartoons. He brought me on. I'm making cartoons now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in cartoons. I'm making cart. I learned how to compose because I met George. And from uh, through meeting him, I met Magpie, which then I got on to Mayhem. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, and, and so I through that, I learned how to compose music and match it to picture. I didn't know how to do that before. I didn't. Okay. I knew how to do the music part. I just didn't know how to match it to picture. Now I do. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I think you've done it to a wonderful degree at that, especially seeing some of the projects that you've had at hand when it comes to composing as well. I appreciate that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, like, you know, you're getting all these, like, incredible opportunities. I like how I've only started off with asking the origin stories, and I've basically got most of the story at this point. <laughs> Which, all right, well, that's it for this podcast, everyone. No. Which I'm not complaining. <laughs> Trust me. I, like I said before on several podcasts before, I love when like there's basically like a tunnel vision, like 
moment to where it's like all you just want to talk about is just like this incredible path and like how you've gotten it to this point. And I mean, just hearing some of the people that you've already met in just that short amount of period of time before you really mm-hmm. got your hand in some bigger projects or whatnot. Like, how was there ever a moment where you just had to sit back and just be like, what did I just get myself into? What in the world? Um, probably the closest thing I can imagine that you're describing. I remember this very specifically. November 2019. Okay. I was sitting right over here in that chair. Okay. And I had just been cast for a bunch of things. Uh, what had I just been cast for? I don't remember exactly. I was cast for some things, though. Uh, an indie game. What was one of them? It doesn't matter. I was cast for a bunch of things, and I was sitting in that chair, and I and I and it just kind of hit me like, dude... 2020 is gonna be your year dude like straight up like it was like the universe like tapped into my brain for just a second just to tell me that like i felt it and no matter how i tried to like shake it off like oh it's just you're just you're just on a roll right now which is good but like don't get don't get like big-headed about this come on it's just it's just a temporary thing whatever and and the universe is like no dude straight up straight up it's gonna be the best year of your career so far be ready be ready. No matter what I tried to say, that feeling never left. Like I felt it. I knew it. It was happening. And despite all the stuff that happened that year, I made out like a freaking bandit, dude. There you go. <laughs> Anime SpongeBob. I got to work with Crunchyroll, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's that's insane. <laughs> I would never have expected because a lot of people get into voice acting because of like they watch anime and yeah. super cool. Love that. Um, it's just I wanted to do like specifically Western animated cartoons, but I'm not opposed to anime by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, absolutely. And so just like getting the chance to audition for that, even audition for that, let alone being cast for it. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, that it, it doesn't even include like mayhem and a bunch of other side projects that are still going on and i'm still hoping to eventually be able to promote one day i mean i'm sure you'll be i'm sure that opportunity will come more than soon enough i mean again like i said a million times before just seeing the stuff you've already had a hand in um like i said the intro just kind of the anime spongebob the puppet the nightmare elf mayhem i want to talk about mayhem for just a little bit because i've had please i've had magpie and paul on the show and they are wonderful guests Mm -hmm. um how did that opportunity exactly come to you to work on that show or indie pilot surprise thing for paul (laughs) well uh it wasn't it was the most probably simple way it could have happened really was uh, I was friends with George on Facebook, and I and I think Magpie actually sent a friend request out to me. I don't exactly know why, but I was like, "Oh, who's this person? Oh, she does this on this. Oh, okay, sure. Oh, yeah, friend friend request accepted. Let's network or whatever." Yeah. And so uh, she would do like live streams where she would color in backgrounds. Very talented. Yes. Absolutely. Very talented individual. Very driven, motivated, and insanely just a machine at yeah. cranking stuff out just no awesome joke <laughs> i wish i had some of that like like just even a fraction of what she's got but anyway <laughs> i wish i was that motivated but anyway uh 
she was doing a stream. I popped in. I'm like, hey, what's going on? This is really cool what you're doing here. Just small talk, whatever. Yeah. And then she eventually asked on one of them, does anyone know anybody who can do, like, 80s-sounding music? And I was thinking, okay. So I'd, I'd made some songs. I looked back. I made this one little 30-second, not even a full song, work in progress, like, two years ago. Okay. Completely untouched. So I tr I've tracked that down just to be like, uh, this is a little thing I did, just a little... 80s synth pop inspired thing that didn't go anywhere and from there she was just like oh my gosh this is perfect you are going to compose the entire film and i'm like <laughs> are you kidding me and uh, which looking back now it's funny but at the time i was like what did i get myself into <laughs> I don't know how to compose for film. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, man. <laughs> but but now I'm on the team. Yeah. I guess this is what I'm doing now. Yeah. I'm working with all these Hasbun Hotel people. What's going on? Why am I here? I don't belong here. And it was it was a hard job to do just because it was my first time. I felt like I was under a lot of pressure because I'd admired these people for so long. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, oh my god. <laughs> But about, about I got about four minutes into the, making the music of the short, and then it was like, oh, you only have 30 seconds left to do music for. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I, I'm almost done. I, almost, I already have this thing almost completed. Yeah. How did I do that? What happened? Did I black out? Am I okay? Is this a nightmare? Should I wake up? I don't know anymore. <laughs> but no. <laughs> but no, it, was, it was one of the best experiences I could have had. I didn't want it at the time, but I really needed it. And I it couldn't have come at a better time. I was like, probably, how old was I? 25, 26, which is like when your brain starts to like take shape and like new ideas start becoming uh, just unappealing your brain has a certain way it does things and it starts like not really accepting new information as well mm -hmm. uh there's something i i'm not wording it properly but there, there is a thing on this so someone feel free to fact check me put but, it in the comments below <laughs> please please do uh but it was that experience that made me think oh i can actually do a lot of things if i just like try yeah you know, if you're someone with like insecurity or anxiety or whatever, there's a lot of things that you think you can't do. But if you just like do it, you find out, oh, it's not that hard. Yeah. I mean, and I, so that was my experience with that. I was going to say, trust me, as someone that is doing his own little podcast thing and one of the biggest insecurities is whether or not a guest wants to be on the podcast. Like I surprise myself with how amazed I am. If I just simply ask instead of be like, I just don't want to bother them more than anything else. Mm -hmm. Oh, I get that. I get yeah. that, man. 
Exactly. But I mean, still, nevertheless, like you didn't like it, it's incredible that like the opportunity that you were brought on for was not the voice acting that a lot of people would know you for, but the music aspect and whatnot with uh, composing. I didn't ask this at the beginning as well, but what exactly got you interested in like making music and producing music? Uh, ooh, we're going back to 2010, baby. Ooh. Uh, yeah, summer, I want to say, I think summer 2010 was probably where I started, like, falling in love with, like, pop music Okay. at that time, right? I was in high school, so, obviously, popular music was what I would listen to all the time. Right. And around, around that time, uh, the big thing was electropop, oh. right? Tayo Cruz, you know, Kesha, old, Kesha, classic Kesha, not old. Classic Kesha. Um, I guess still modern Kesha, too, but uh, stuff produced by Red One, one of my favorite producers, personally. Yeah. Uh, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga, one of my favorites uh, at the time, also. Just that whole scene was like, oh my God, this sounds so cool. I love this sound. And from there, it springboarded into. Like I, from there, I discovered electronic dance music, which is like electro pop, but harder. Yeah, harder. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so from there, I'm like, okay, how do people do this? Looked up different uh, digital digital audio workstations. FL Studio was the one I landed on, and uh, that was how that's how a lot of producers make their music. Mm-hmm. Is with uh, digital inside the computer materials, I guess. There are some that use physical synths and whatnot. Like Calvin Harris, I think he mostly uses like physical synths and stuff. Okay. But a lot of the stuff, like, it's, it's for someone like me who doesn't leave the house, make, being able to make music on your computer at home just whenever you want. That's a great deal. Yeah. You know? And so learned about that. And from there, I started learning like, oh, this is how you make a house track. This is how you make a dubstep track. And but obviously from from there, uh, I just kind of made my own stuff that I liked. Uh, a lot of which you can hear on the EP signal that I released in 2017 on Spotify, by the way. <laughs> so you can check it out <laughs> and so you can listen to that it's kind of old now i could probably do better i think but i think that's the natural progression of things yeah you just hopefully so that was how i learned yes yes hopefully <laughs> but now i learned electronic dance music how to make it youtube tutorials youtube tutorials were my biggest thing helping me learn like oh that's oh my gosh it's so simple you can just click this and a note plays <gasps> yeah. amazing and you can click it. The, oh my god! It sounds so cool. I can do that. <laughs> and so I kept doing that, and I haven't stopped. Well, I, I mean, I'm glad you haven't stopped <laughs> seeing the opportunities that it has gotten you with, like I said, composing the pilot of Mayhem, composing uh, the at least the theme and probably the entirety. I have to look back just to be sure. A puppet, the Nightmare Elf. I mean, that is correct. <laughs> thank you. Um, <laughs> now I have to ask, like, for you personally, like, since you have your hand in both. Of these aspects, which do you actually prefer more, the acting or the music making? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. 
Because I'd have to like weigh out the options, right? Right. Because with voice acting, you're taking a lot of what you are personally and funneling it uh, into this character, whoever it is. Mm-hmm. You you draw back on your own experiences. You draw back on how you operate, and you see what fits best with the character that you're playing. Obviously, with the help of the director. Um, well, I, I also like, I, I find I can be funnier through <laughs> voicing characters, which is also a lot of fun. Yeah. Just making jokes with these characters. Like it, it forces my brain to think in a way I, I like being funny in general. So voice acting allows me to do that. Uh, as for the music part, that one's a little different because it requires especially composing for film, Mm -hmm. it requires me to look at music in a completely different perspective than something like electropop or EDM. It's not the main focus. It's not meant to be the main focus. You have to pull it back. You have to dial it back. It's it's to complement what's going on in the scene. But because it's so different, I really do enjoy it in a more cerebral sense, I guess. Gotcha. Okay, okay. So I don't know. I, I guess on a personal level, I would enjoy the voice acting more. But that's not to say that I don't enjoy composing almost as much. Right. I, I, I hope that I, made sense. No, I totally get it. It's not like I, I said you have to only choose one. That's what you're doing the rest of your life. <laughs> like, no, that that wasn't what the question was. This one was like, because I, I – I can understand, like, especially if you have your hands in all sorts of different aspects of making film or making animation or whatnot, that there are some things people would prefer to do rather than others. I know if you had a, pre- a preference or if it's just all around still just surreal for you to be even in this in the first place. It is. And I hope it never goes away because that's what makes it fun. I mean, I'm certainly hoping it does, especially with, once again, the opportunities that you've been having, including one of the biggest one recently that I've kind of emphasized before of the anime SpongeBob or uh, SpongeBobu. Um, SpongeBobu. Yes. How did that opportunity arise? I want to know like this story. <laughs> it's a great story. Uh, so I said before I was in a class being taught by John Wang mm-hmm. at Casting Call Club. He's like the he- he- education director at Casting Call Club. And so I was already in his class. And just so happened, at the time, he had also posted the casting call for Anime SpongeBob. He was the casting director, so he posted the call. And I saw that, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's kind of cool that he's doing that. And whatever. And (laughs) then a little voice inside my head was like, hey. Hey, bro. Yeah? You, you You should, like, audition for that, dude. You should audition for that. And I'm like, I've never even like attempted a SpongeBob impression before. Why would I why would I do that? No, dude, you need to audition for this dude. What the hey? We'll give it a shot. Let's just yeah, yeah, yeah. I hopped into the booth. I, I started, I just went Squidward! And just all sorts of random SpongeBob noises. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. And and then I'm okay. There it is. There's me sounding dumb as SpongeBob, <laughs> and posted it to the casting call, 
And come to find out, oh, you're in it now. <laughs> okay. Cool. No pressure. <laughs> this, is, this is why people need to listen to their impulses more often. <laughs> mm-hmm. Impulse. Yeah, yeah. In some cases. Yeah. It depends. It really depends. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, still, like, you said yourself, like, you weren't even taking this thing, like, 100% seriously. Just kind of one of those, eh, I'll try it. Let's see what happens. And then you saw what mm-hmm. happens, and you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's do this again sometime, shall we? Yeah. I, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm ready. <laughs> no, um... And what was funny about I think, I think what part of, like what pushed it over like made me the prime decision was because I was already in John's class. He knew the kind of work that I was doing. Right. I think he already like likes the work that I was doing because I'm not afraid to get weird. Good. Um, <laughs> funny story, Ooh. actually. If I may derail for, for a second. Go for it. Hey, hey. This again. This is your roadmap. We can go in many different directions. We can. Sweet. I love this. Um, so the first class I had with John Wang, I, I think it, it, it serves an overall purpose to kind of understand the dichotomy of what's going on here. John Wang teaching class, bunch of other, uh, voice actors, amateurs to, uh, people who are wanting to go pro hobbyists, all sorts of people. Right. And, uh, one of the first exercises John had us do was just... Make a strange noise. This isn't the icebreaker. Just make a strange noise. We're all feeling like, uh, people, I don't know who they are. They don't know me. What's going on? That whole thing. And so John was like, let's just have everyone so that there's no ice left to be broken. Let's just have everyone make a weird noise. He went down the list. All these different people doing weird noises. Ah! Ah! And just going down the list. I was the last person in the list. (laughs) Probably has something to do with the fact that my name starts with W. I mean, mean, it could be that they just want to save the best for last. I mean, who knows? (laughs) Oh, stop it, you? (laughs) But, But I was last, and I'll never forget this. The way John said, like, uh, the way John called on me to do the weird noise, he's like, all right, Wiley, finish us off. And I just go, ah! <laughs> and I'm, I'm sorry, I just want to say the beautiful part of that is the mic, like, I guess it, like, capped out or something like that. So it's, <laughs> so it's just like, ah! <laughs> like, like <laughs> ah! there you go. <laughs> there it is. That was the noise I made. And from there, it was just like, all right, no comment. Let's move on. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> all, right, all right, you know the assignment. All right, then. All right. <laughs> and so that was the introduction. That was John's introduction to me. <laughs> so I think I think from there, moving forward, that was like, in a weird way, that was sort of the established baseline. And it could only go up from there, I suppose. I'm not afraid to get weird, which you can't be afraid to get weird, especially for wanting to do voices for animation. Yeah. Whether it be anime or Western animated cartoons. You gotta know how to scream. Yeah. 
I mean, I you can tell it's like just any sort of like animation that's out there, especially when they go with like unique, almost out of these world experiences or whatnot. You can't just have like a standard noise. You gotta get into it. And you gotta get unique with the project. So, oh yeah, oh yeah, and that's that's one of the big things that I find uh, happens a lot with young aspiring voice actors mm-hmm. is that they have that whole oh people are gonna hear me. It's gonna be weird. Oh my gosh, and I get that. I get that because that's where I used to be. But when you're telling stories, when you're telling fantastical stories based in a different world, you got to be able to commit to the bit and laugh at yourself. Those are the two big things. If you can do that, you'll be better in better shape than I think like 90% of people who want to get into this. There you go. I was gonna say. I know for me personally, I've only I've only had a few credits when it comes to things that I've had my voice acting in or whatnot. But one of the uh-huh. biggest one of the biggest ones I had was from a former guest. Uh, I'm I am the main voice for a indie video game called The Chameleon. Basically, I'm Doctor F. Um, but there's okay. a, there's a point in the end to where I had to make like basically a dying noise. I think it was for like the characters that I won't. I'm not gonna fully spoil it, but I'm gonna say I think it was for like a person's death or something like that um mm-hmm. i know what happened but again i'm not spoiling it um <laughs> Fair but, enough. but it's like so i had to make a, a dying noise essentially and i'm like okay so, like thinking back like i made all these like different like gagging noises more or less and like if you listen to it like individually you would think that i'm just having just like some weird solo session that we don't want to get into on the podcast <laughs> 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 but, but, but like, he, he found, like, the best one out of the group and, like, put that in there. And, like, it works so well, especially at that moment of the, the, the video game. So, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You know how to commit to it. Exactly. You know how to commit to the bit. It's one of those, if you're not going to put as much work and effort voice acting as a lot of these animators probably have trying to bring this thing to real life and make it as coherent of a project as possible, you're not helping out the process. Mm-hmm. I always say... If it's really hard to do too much yeah. in animation, to give too much energy, mm-hmm. if they if you at that point the director will tell you, at which point you can just dial it back yeah. as much as needed. That's easier than trying to get more out of someone than it is trying to dial it back. Exactly. I say that it's hard for me, it's actually hard for me to dial it back whenever I need to do something like a commercial read or something. <laughs> Well, I mean, to be fair, again, look at your resume. Like, you've had to go above and beyond. Like I said, we were talking about, you know, anime SpongeBob of all things. Who would have, first off, who would have thought that that was a possibility that was going to be produced and everything that went on with that? I can only imagine how you were with that whole entire situation of, like, whether or not people could see it, how, I can only imagine how much of a cluster it was for you dealing with all that. It was, it was a tall order because... I was working with a character that is iconic. Yes. Tom Kenny is a legend. Yes, he is. Right? We all know this. Um, And so if I'm not, like, on, if I'm not on point with this interpretation, people are just going to be, like, it's they're not even going to take the story seriously. They're, they're going to be tuned out before it even starts. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, okay, that's a big hurdle. Second, it's going to be seen by a frick ton of people. Narmak is a genius. Yes, he right? is. We know this. We know Narmak's a genius, and people love his stuff. So it's going to be seen by a lot of people. Even taller order. I'm being, also, now, I'm being directed by my teacher. 
So I have to perform in front of my teacher, which I had done before, but in a classroom context. Right. It's very different than like an on like a solo context. So even taller order that we're dealing with now. So I'm like, and, and just, like right. a, just an additional light cherry on the top of that super duper <laughs> tall order is the fact that even people didn't know who Tom Kenny is. This is still SpongeBob we're talking about here. They have to do <laughs> yes. show. Like if, if, if it seems to the everyone else that it's like lazy or something like that, you're mm-hmm. roasted alive. I'm sorry. Exactly. Exactly. <sighs> so it was, it was a lot, but you know what? I wouldn't change that experience for the world. Oh, I would hope not. I mean, seriously, like the 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 amount of time and dedication you've probably put in the into all of these roles, but that one in particular, like I can only imagine how how <laughs> rough it was for you to be like, is this right? Am I doing this right? I uh, <laughs> I had a lot of people. I went to a lot of people, a lot of my friends, just being like, hey, hey, does does this sound like SpongeBob to you, like at all, like freaking. So I'm getting a lot of like different opinions and the one I think that was the most helpful was actually my friend, Pie Guy Rules, shout out. Um, I asked him because I don't think there there's anybody in existence that knows more about SpongeBob than that guy. I can only imagine. <laughs> He's done a lot of videos talking about the dude and all sorts of stuff over the years. Um, and getting that perspective from him and he was like, that sounds like really good to me, dude. I don't know what you're worried about. And I'm like, okay, guess this is it. We're doing this. Let's go. <laughs> oh, goodness. Like, you still rock it, man. You still rock it. Um, <laughs> appreciate it. Well, I, I have to know, like, for you, like, especially going into a role like this, or just any role in particular, is there, like, a, a thought process that you can think of, like, just going into any sort of voice acting role? Like, I don't know if, how much of that is just, like, you independently being like, okay, this is what they want, this is that thing, or whatnot. Like, what's the process for you trying to basically develop a voice? Oh, there's a lot of different processes I have for developing a voice. In fact, I think, if I may, take this opportunity to explore the different uh, ideas that I personally use all Go the time. Cool. So, actually... The voice for Puppet I came up with because I was trying to do an impression of Donatello from the 2012 TMNT series played Ooh. by Rob Paulson. Yeah, yeah. So I was, so you know, he's got that kind of nasally sort of factor to it. Um, the only thing is different with Puppet, he's a little more optimistic than that. So I had a little, I had to add a little bit of optimism despite, you know, nervous um but basically through doing that impression i figured out i can do something similar to that character it's not exactly that character but it's good enough for puppet you got a new character um other characters uh i've looked at i'm probably gonna paint a target on my chest here for this but um you know baxter in hasbin hotel yes one of the most sought-after voice actor roles in probably anything. I know this because Vivzy Pop actually posted a tweet saying, I should just pin a tweet saying, no, you cannot be Baxter <laughs> to my profile. And 
the first time I had ever heard about that character was that tweet. <laughs> and now I'm like, Hey, dude. <laughs> dude. You should try to, like, audition for that character, dude. You, you, you should try to, you know, change Vizzy's <laughs> mind. I'm, I'm sure she'll, she'll understand. <laughs> That's the little asshole in my brain talking. But you know what? It's the same voice that was telling me to audition for Anime Spongebob. So here we are now. <laughs> yeah. and, and so I've developed a, a voice for him that isn't at all, I don't think, what... Divzy Pop had in mind because I've developed it so far away from I think what she wanted initially. Right. And so it's there is that disconnect, but I also think that might help it stand out, maybe. I don't know. She might have a certain way she likes to do things. I've never met her. She yeah. seems cool. I've never met her though. Um also she's probably annoyed as hell that people are still freaking asking. So, so you know what? I, I, let's be honest. At this point, when it comes to the internet, what isn't she annoyed with when it comes to the fandom? Because those guys, like I, I again, I am part of it, but I'm also like a lot more calm than a lot more people. I will say, and the, there yeah. are some people that are like looking for blood at this point when it comes to all sorts of different aspects of anything Viv does. Like, good oh, lord, I hate it. I hate that. Like, I hate that. So much negativity. Exactly. Get it like, out. Like at the end of the day, like she's making something incredible. It's if it's gonna take a little bit longer. Hey, a good product is gonna be produced at the end of it. Have you seen what happens when we rush shit? I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not look, wrong. Like, I, was, I was gonna say, you. look at Cyberpunk alone. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> any game that is rushed to release ever. <laughs> Ride to Hell Retribution. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason to rush things. If things are pushed back, that's typically because they think, hey, we want to make this good. It's not ready to be good yet. Yeah. So we're going to push it back until it is. And I don't know. I don't know. Just people don't think things through, I don't think. I, I, I think, all the time. you know, I'm not. It, it, the internet is a unique beast. That's something I've said several times over. But nevertheless, when especially when it comes to Viv, like again, you, you said yourself, like you, you have like a voice in mind or whatnot. And I don't know how that rolls into kind of like the thought process of developing a voice more or less oh i'm glad you asked i got completely off track uh <laughs> we got off this track one... here man we got off track <laughs> that's all right i think it's your show is it all right yeah i don't oh, know trust me if i had anything wrong with that would have gotten us back sooner anyways um... <laughs> all right cool um so this one actually i didn't even develop this one it was like an immediate i saw this character and i knew that's that's literally the whole story. I I saw this character and I'm like, it, it was the the one ref sheet. I don't know. He's got the awkward kind of face and then like he's holding the beaker and the other yeah. pose. Have you seen that one? I've seen that one. Yes. But that was the one I saw, and so I was just like, from from there, he just made a noise. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've come up with this brand new solution that will make me the smartest demon in hell. <laughs> Sorry, I scared you. No, you didn't scare me. I was in awe. I was in awe. I appreciate that. Now I need water. <laughs> I don't blame you. He's a very screamy boy. No. But, uh, uh, sorry. 
Uh, you go. I was gonna say now nah, it makes sense uh, him being a screaming boy, especially seeing like kind of like the pose, because like you see, you, like whenever you see that, the first thing it obviously comes to mind is like a mad scientist. And have you heard of a silent mad scientist? I mean, no, <laughs> no, you're not wrong. And uh, later on, I had actually learned that he is. I think this was th- thanks to the wiki. Uh, the he was also reclusive. And he didn't like people. And basically, he's an overall mess that doesn't want anything to do with anybody. And he's screechy. Screechy was the big word that I locked onto after uh, I had had that initial uh, seeing the character and then knowing. I just added a little more screech factor to it. And right. that was what you just heard. I, I mean, it, it's... I don't know if Viv is going to be watching this episode. I know she's aware of the podcast, but I don't know if she'll watch this episode. If she's watching, she's probably going to be like, "All right, this guy, nope." <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't doubt yourself like that. Don't doubt yourself. True, true, true. <laughs> but I mean, still, like, it, it's, it's. I, I always liked again picking like the brain, basically, of like any sort of creative artist out there, and I think voice acting is an art upon itself that should get a lot more love and respect because more than anything else, and you probably attest to this, like you're basically bringing still images to life with with what you do. Yes, I. That's that's what that's the name of the game, uh, is just understanding like the animators are going to essentially be going off of you. That's what I've learned through working with them. Okay, is that they start like the storyboard's there, obviously. Mm-hmm. The character exists. You connect with that character. You bring it to life. Now, when we say you bring it to life, that to me, that means you – how do I break this down? You have to inspire the animator in such a way that it doesn't even – like they don't even think about what this character is going to do. It just happens in their head. I think that's the best way to go about it. Okay. Like you could say a line and then the animator could think, okay, he could probably do this with his arms or – he'll like jump here or whatever. But if you are, I think if you're good at what you do, they don't have to think about that at all. It just happens in their brain because animators are visual people. They work with visuals all the time. And so when they hear that voice, it should just play out in their head. No problem. No thought process. That just makes their job easier. At least that's what I think. I mean, it's a good thought. It's a, it's a considered thought because the fact that, you know, hey, how much animation, like, especially if you've seen, like, the older animation one, how much of that them have used, like, real-life references? So, like, seeing someone like you basically being animated as much as the animation itself probably helps the animation come along, clung, come along more smoothly for the animators. Try saying that five times fast. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I don't know. I just, I just feel like that's the way to go, especially if you're playing an energetic character like that. That's there, There's no other option. Absolutely. Is, is there a voice that you have developed over time that you would like to get a chance to like express out to the world at some point, other than the Baxter one, obviously? <laughs> oh, good. You, you know, I've come up with a lot of like very silly characters that literally only exist to make me laugh at this point. <laughs> that's a good start. Um, yeah. Like yesterday, this literally happened yesterday. I was at this bar called Stumpy's. Okay. 
and I like where this they is have going. This thing called, they have this. They have this uh, thing called on the menu called crazy sauce. You can get your uh, cheese fries with a side of crazy sauce. And I don't know why. It just thought I just thought it'd be really funny if I started talking about how crazy this sauce was in this kind of voice. Oh my goodness! This <laughs> sauce is just so over the top. I just cannot handle. I just cannot deal with. Oh, you're bringing more? Oh, it is about to get very rambunctious in here. Please do not go too crazy, Mr. Sauce. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, whenever you said rambunctious, that's whenever I just started dying. <laughs> no, that's what it was, though. It was literally the exact of crazy sauce that inspired this character. Do you think I have any idea how these come into my head? I, I, that That's part of the reason why I'm having this podcast. I'm trying to pick your brain, but I'm finding a void in there. Oh. <laughs> yes. Accurate. Also accurate. Just, just, just a void of random voices just spilling out of nowhere. That's honestly what it is, man. I don't know. Uh... Well, would you like to hear another? Sure, go for it. I'm all game. <laughs> all right. Uh, this one I actually came up came up with my buddy Foxfire again. Shout out. And we were playing Rocket League. It was very early on in our friendship, a game we play all the time together. And we started talking about how there was this one beer commercial. Uh, it was uh, it was a guy, very deep, like kind of southern drawl. And, and it just ended the commercial with Coors, the banquet beer. And from there, we just kind of took that and ran with it. And now this guy, big dude, southern draw, probably wears like overalls and like big, big, big beer gut. You know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. And, and every time he says the letter B, you have to like inflate your cheeks to like Coors, the banquet beer. And then, like, he's so drunk as hell all the time. Always wants beer. One track mind, anything with beer, good to go. And so, so we just started saying things in this guy's voice. And eventually, he started like falling asleep mid sentence if he couldn't get the B out. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But that's who he is, and he literally only exists to make us laugh. This is a character we came up with five years ago. He is still making us laugh to this day. So, so I was gonna say. So let me let me let me imagine the scenario for a second. It's one of, sure. like let's sure. let's let's say he's had a good night out drinking or whatnot, and he, you know he's mm-hmm. he's he going home. You know I wanna you know I, hey buddy, you think you could stop by the the the. The corner store for a second. I got. I'm about to go to the bathroom really bad. <laughs> I gotta go to the bathroom real bad. My mom said I might get some biscuits with some. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> See, I told now you. Now you can be Billy Bob Barley yourself. Billy That's Bob Barley. Bill- yes. <laughs> I forgot. I didn't tell you his name. Oh, I'm loving these characters. <laughs> right? I don't know where half of them come from. I I, I told you it's an empty void in there that just pops <laughs> randomly through. <laughs> it is. 
It is. Uh, I don't know about you, but I don't know about you, but man, that was. <laughs> I know where that's the best part. That's the best part. If you don't have a punchline, just fall asleep. It's all part of the character. It's part of the character at this point. And now I'm somehow invested in this character and I need to see it animated one aspect or another. <laughs> please. Please. Anyone out there. <laughs> feel free to take this audio, animate it as you best you can. Go for it. I am all for it. I've all one one of the things I always would love to see is a postmodern art podcast animated. So let's go for it, man. <laughs> oh, dude, that'd be sick. I know, right? I had one person uh I think they go by Sparky with like three eyes on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. They took one of my Amanda Heard segments and made like an animatic for it, for like one of the things that she said in the podcast. And I was touched by that. Cause it's like, I know it was for her that you paid it. Or I know it was for them that you paid attention for, but like, this was still my show when I saw mm-hmm. the animation for it. Yeah. It's uh, just very touching. Like, Oh, you took, you took my thing and made something new out of it. I'm flattered. I'm honored. <laughs> I get it. I get it. It's cool. Well, I mean, speaking of, you know, animations and speaking of all these, you know, opportunities that you've been getting or whatnot, I want to dream up a little bit of a dream scenario for you, if I may ask. Let's okay. say, let's say I'm big shot Mr. Moneybags here. I have access to anyone and everyone in the industry, and I have more money than there should ever be in the world. Like, seriously, give that stuff to, like, homeless people or something. Um, <laughs> all right. I come to him like, look, Wiley. We know what you can do is absolutely outstanding. We love the voices you've been providing. We love the music that we've been hearing on all the different aspects you've been composing. And we know you have a dream and love for animation. So if given the opportunity, again, connections to everyone and more money than you know what to do with, what would be the dream Wiley Coyote project, if possible? The thing that started it all was a project I had dreamt up in college called Legends of Garthonia. Ooh. It's about dragons. Ooh. I'm it takes intrigued. place in this... Yeah. It takes place in this medieval-style world. Uh, but an idealized medieval-style world, because obviously. Um, and it's about... Well, I guess this is no... This isn't really anything new. It has to do with four dragons, four different types of dragons, uh, earth, fire, water, and sky dragons, uh, air. And there's also this other, I don't want to spoil too much, so I'll just keep it somewhat vague. There's this other type of dragon called the swamp dragon, which is sort of the black sheep of the group. Okay. We'll just leave it at that. Fair enough. Um, this story is about the first swamp dragon to come into the world of uh, where the rest of the four types of dragons live mm-hmm. in harmony, okay. essentially. And basically, it's a whole thing. It, I, I imagine action. I imagine adventure. I've written a couple scripts for this. Uh, I've designed, designed, quote unquote. I'm not the best artist. <laughs> like I said, I leave that to the other people. I leave that to the pros. <laughs> um, uh, and so they, one of the main characters, again, I'm all over the place. 
Bear with me. One of the main characters is a sky dragon. The other main character is a swamp dragon. And basically, they sort of become friends. And the story re would revolve around them trying to make their way through this world. And the trials and tribulations they would have to go through, learning about themselves, learning about uh, the history of just Carthonia in general, mm -hmm. and how they fit into that bigger picture. Now, uh, for the rest of your question, who, like, access to everybody? Yeah. Access to everything? Okay. I would love to do the soundtrack for it, because I think it would be really cool to blend... Medieval style music with like modern cinematic type music. Right. I think that'd be just really neat. It would just create an aesthetic that I don't think I've seen in too many other places. Um I would hmm. I would like to have either four seasons of twenty-six episodes or eight seasons of thirteen episodes. Okay. Uh what else? What else? George would need to be involved in the project. Of course. Because obviously. <laughs> um, I've got some friends that, too many to name, that I would love to get involved in this project. Um, and now that I'm saying this out loud, I'm realizing it's close. It's not close, but it is closer, like, to becoming reality if I wanted to just be like, hey, could I get you to do this for this project? And the only thing is, I don't have the money, but that's what Mr. Moneybags is for. Yeah, exactly. I, I, <laughs> we'll, we'll toss, like, those comically huge size bags in. We'll figure out the finances later. Um. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. And so, am I leaving anything out? Did I miss any part of your question? Uh, you missed the part where you said that I could potentially have a voice acting gig in it, but I mean, that's, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it's <laughs> well, a Well, of thought. course. <laughs> that was implied. That was implied. That was implied, I figured. Okay. No, I, th <laughs> I think you answered it fairly well, and honestly, like, I can only imagine, like, especially as you were describing it, like, it seems like a very unique thing, and almost, like, kind of a spin on what, like, some cartoons might be or whatnot, or some stories in general might be just kind of one of those like you have like the highly prestige for, but then you have this like basically bastard child of the group or whatnot, and, and like mm -hmm. sort of them like showing that they should be they should get as much respect as everyone else or something like that. It's similar to that. I could be butchering yeah. it very much, and you could correct me on it. Oh, that's pretty. That's pretty darn close. Yeah, especially since I kept it big. Very good. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those like it'd be unique to see kind of a, a story like that more than anything else. And again, like I said, you know, given the opportunity with you know the people that you could have or whatnot, I can only imagine just how much fun of a project that would be for you more than anything else. It would be. I'm imagining it would be a blast. The only thing is. I really don't like telling people what to do, so I have to work on that before I before I really <laughs> dive into this. Or, or make a show that I'm okay with making mistakes on first, learn how to do all that stuff, so that going into this one, I'll have a better understanding of what I need to do and where I need to improve. There you go. And with that, That's Billy, another way to go about it. And with that, Billy Bob Barley will be now available uh, fall 2022. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> there we go. Absolutely. Well, now that, 
you know, we've gone to the dream scenario. Sadly, we have to come down from the clouds a little bit. We have to get back to reality. I will ask the ever so generic question. Where do you hope to see yourself, say, five to ten years from now? Five to ten years from now? Yeah. <sighs> Ideally, I'd like to still be doing cartoon voices for money. Yeah, that's a good start. But most likely, I'll end up canceled on Twitter for something I said in 2006. <laughs> when I was 10. I was going to say, were you even on, was Twitter even around 2006? I don't know, but they'll, they'll find something, I'm sure. <laughs> now, um, to be perfectly real. Uh, but yeah, I would like to get more voice gigs, especially on animated projects. Network, if possible. Yeah. Because, you know. Network money. Um, I'd like to have done more work with Crunchyroll. Yeah. That was that was one hell of a learning experience. I can only imagine. Yeah, it was only it was only for like a couple lines, but it was still like I was still nervous. I was still like, uh, the expectations were just so like I felt. I mean, because it's like it's it's Crunchyroll when it comes to like you know dub more than mm-hmm. anything else. Like they're the standard when it comes to the Western and such. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was I was nervous about that, but hopefully I'd like to be able to work with them some more. Yeah. Um I'd like to I hope Mayhem goes somewhere. I hope yes. Puppet goes somewhere. Yes. Hopefully we're still working on those or either or subsequent projects that come after those, maybe. Something like that. I don't know. Like I feel like I'm happy where I'm at right now, to be perfectly real. I'm working at a uh warehouse right now as uh, just to pay the bills, but yeah. I kind of like the physicality of that. I feel like I'd lose that if I was doing animation full time. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I haven't thought too hard. Oh, I would love to still be doing solo music. Of course. Solo music. Working on stuff now. So hopefully that'll continue. Like right now, it's hard for me to imagine like five to 10 years from now, just because I feel so very content with where I am right now. Mm -hmm. It's just like, Let's just enjoy this, you know? Let's just do this for a while, see where it goes. Yeah. I'm making cartoons. I'm making music. Got money to pay the bills. You're my sad. house isn't Yeah. My house isn't the biggest. I don't need to pay for a house right now though. I just I just rent this out. Yeah. Totally fine. Nobody cares if I scream. <laughs> Nobody cares. Positive. I know. It's the ideal scenario that I don't know. If I could ever, I guess if I had a nice big house, that'd be nice, but I don't know. I have everything I need right now, and I don't even feel like messing that up. I hope I somewhat answered the question, though. No, no, I I feel like you answered. Basically, you, like, if nothing else, what you're doing now is great, and what you're doing now, Mm -hmm. you would love to keep it that way, but, like, just more, more or less. Yeah, yeah. Just keep expanding, keep growing, keep learning. Yeah. And that's the big thing. Keep learning. Open mind. New information out there all the time. Sometimes you got to weed through the uh, BS sometimes. Yeah. But ultimately, open mind. Keep, you know, don't be afraid to meet new people. Don't be afraid to talk to people. Oh, yeah. Because uh, they, might, they might know something you don't. They might have connections that you don't. Yeah, no, no, as as someone that, you know, talks to several people in the industry or people that are working their hand on doing art and such, you never know who you got to meet. Exactly, exactly. Now, 
What about you? What Where about do you me? hope to see yourself in five to ten years, if I may return the favor? Oh, wow. Someone asking me the question. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll Why not? You. No, that's fair. Um, okay. Five to ten years from now. At this point, I hope to at least finish up my college degree because I still got like a good couple classes that I need to take care of. I just mentally have not been the proper state to just do it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that at this point, like the podcast has grown the way that I had hoped for it to. As in, I want it to grow to a point to where I can live comfortably from the podcast and less on other jobs. Like, able to like get advertisements in and be able to use that to turn around. And, like, get people to help me out with this thing. Find different avenues to, like, make this thing more than what it is. Help other people get their projects off the ground. Because that's something that I'd, I'd love to see more than anything else. Like, especially after talking with all these people, you know. I'm and, sure, yeah. And seeing their creativity just flow. Like, if I can give the... If I am able to, in five to ten years, get enough income to where I can help these people get their, you know, projects off the ground, I'm set. I'm happy. Like that's all I need. Maybe a physical space Fantastic. for the podcast. Maybe a physical space for the podcast. So I could have in-person interviews. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Well, hey, that sounds that all sounds great. And once you do get that physical space, let me know because hopefully I'll be I'll have that Crunchyroll money. Uh, and I'll have that mean. like Nickelodeon money, <laughs> and, and then I'll be able to travel and move. Maybe the world won't be a disaster. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I mean, don't trust me, man. I got you. I think I got you covered. Um. Well, I'll, I'll try to get the, the, the Sky Fortress more than anything else so we can be able to roam and make sure you get to different aspects. Maybe we go see Magpie up in London. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Please. There you go. Well, you know, as we start winding down the interview, I just have one last question that I want to ask. Obviously, like, you're deeply rooted when it comes to art at this point. You know, voice acting, we've established as an art. Music, you have in your hand in that and also, you know, all sorts of different aspects of it whether it be personal or for composing amazing film or short films, how important mm-hmm. is art, not just for you, but for the world as a whole? Uh, if I didn't have art, I would die. Okay. Uh, <laughs> because this is the only thing I live for right now. Okay. I, I live by myself. I, I mean, I got my uh, family that, well, my immediate family. Right. I grew up with. Um, so just knowing that art gives me purpose in the world by myself, being able to connect with other people through art is, uh, just indescribable, indescribably important, you know? Yeah. That's, that's the whole purpose. It exists so we can connect with people so we don't feel alone in the world and for crazy time. Damn it, Discord, we were getting sentimental. We were getting sentimental. I was getting real sentimental, and you just went and left me like that. <laughs> I might have to cut back to that. <laughs> yes. Art is important because it helps us feel connected with each other, not just in admiring it, but in creating it, especially when it comes to group projects like animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it especially is helpful and invaluable during times as tumultuous as these, yes. as unpredictable as these, with COVID and everything. Um, but that's actually kind of one thing that I think has still managed to 
thrive even though we have, you know, a pandemic going on right now is that we're still able to make art. We're still able to connect with people through the power of the internet and we're still able to make good entertainment. We're still able to connect with our friends. That's amazing. That's an amazing thing. And so it's indescribably invaluable. I think that's the best way I can put it. I can't think of a better way to word it myself, so there you go. Uh, Cool. With that, that's all the questions I have for you. Um, I've already showered you with enough praise, but I'm going to shower you with more because it's my podcast. I do what I want. Um, (laughs) No, it's one of those... Please. uh, It's one of those, like... You, your internet presence is very strong. I've certainly noticed that with all the different projects that you've been a part of and the projects that I've certainly at least paid attention to. Again, for God's sakes, you can see my wall being adorned by, you know, mayhem alone. But, like, seeing all <laughs> these different opportunities that you're getting to showcase just how ma- how amazing of a talent that you are. And on top of that, like... Thank you, man. On top of that, listening to your story and listening to just how much of a surreal experience it is for you as probably anyone else in that situation, like... it. It makes me happy to know that you, that you're cherishing this as much as anyone else probably would. And it's great to it's great to see you get these opportunities and get these you know uh, words are wonderful, aren't they? I had my train of thought and I just absolutely <laughs> lost it. <laughs> but, so, I get it. I get it, man. Believe me. Yeah. But nevertheless, like it, it's it's awesome to see like what you've been doing, and I really cannot wait to see what more you're going to be able to do in, here in the short term future. Because I know you're going to be doing a killer job with whatever role you're going to be given. I just know it right off the bat. You you have that love and dedication to this stuff already that I I am one of thousands and hopefully millions in the future that are going to be hyped for every individual thing that you're doing. So thank you for what you do. That's very kind of you. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate the opportunity just being on here. It's yeah. awesome. It was a great time. I, I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. Trust me, I had fun with it as well. <laughs> I don't th- I don't think I've laughed as hard as I did, especially when you brought the crazy sauce voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. You know what? That means the character's a hit. I got to find a home for him now. <laughs> keep keep crazy Carl somewhere hidden in like Sweden or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Yes. Okay. Hey. Thank you again. No, well, it was blast well thank you for the thank you for your time more than anything else um for people who might not already know go ahead and plug yourself for the people at home what's up dudes you can follow me at wiley the coyote on twitter uh that's basically my only no i'm also on spotify you follow wiley coyote on uh, spotify w-i-l-e-y space k-o-y-o-t-e and uh, hopefully I'll have some new music for you guys soon. That's what I've been working on this past week, so uh, hope y'all dig it. Ooh, I know I'm certainly going to be excited seeing the seeing the songs you've already produced as well, like helping with the, what was that, the for the most recent Mayhem one. I forget what it was called right off the top of my head. Prepare for Arrival? <laughs> Prepare for Arrival, yeah. That was great right there. I love that song. Um, Thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad. It's my most popular one so far. So far. We'll keep it going. We'll keep it going. So far. Um, exactly. Exactly. Do you have any final words before we sign off? Uh, keep learning. Be your authentic self and uh, keep an open mind. There's a lot of people, a lot of things in the world that you might never really fully understand unless you like put yourself in a situation where you're able to handle new things coming at you 
crazy times, crazy tumultuous world that we live in. But what you can do is prepare your mind so that you can prepare your body and you can uh, save your soul. There you go. There you go. Um, with that, unless you have you know any other way to finish this off, uh, all I have left to say is, hasta luego, mi amigos. Thanks for listening to the Apocalypse Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, go to ApocalypsePodcastNetwork.com. And remember, every time you support one of our sponsors, you're supporting the podcast you just heard.